Welcome everyone to the Proven Knowledge Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Church. I'm a music producer from Northeast Ohio. I began this weekly interview series to give you different perspectives from artists, producers, engineers, and other individuals in the music industry. In each episode, we touch on not only what has helped the person succeed, but we also touch on what has shaped them into the person that they are today. I hope you're able to gain some real proven knowledge from the show and that it helps elevate you on your own journey to success as well. Let's get into it. Welcome everyone to episode 186 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. Today I welcome back Janessa Nicole, singer-songwriter. She was featured originally on episode 109. Um, Today we got to catch up about her favorite albums of 2023, the music that has inspired her over the last year. We went on an in-depth dive into her recent project called Love on the Menu. She talked about the different collaborators she worked with, um, going from New Jersey to Philadelphia and back again to different studios to be able to work on the album, the photographer that she worked with on this project, and the people that were able to see her vision through, which I think is super cool. You can just tell by the way she talks about it in this episode that this album was super important to her. She also talked about how she's not going immediately, to immediately move on from this project. She has a lot more planned for it in 2024, as well as working on a live instrumental album and a lot of different other things to come. Always excited to get to talk to Janessa about her and her journey, and I hope you guys enjoy this one as always. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, so welcome everyone to episode 186 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. Today we have a guest returning. She was on episode 109 back in 2022. Singer-songwriter Janessa Nicole, welcome back. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Doing great. And then, like I said, you know, once again, happy to have you back. And for those that might not have heard that first episode, you know, kind of give us a brief introduction, you know, how you got into music, who you are, all that good stuff, just for people that didn't hear the first one. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Janessa Nicole. I'm a singer-songwriter. I got into music. I would say I fell in love with music when I was six years old. That's when I first, like, knew I wanted to be a singer. Um, I kind of, like, deviated from that path and, like, went to school because I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, but I realized, like, it wasn't making me happy. Mm-hmm. So in 2020, that gave me, like, the time that I needed to, like, rest and, like, really start recording so Mm -hmm. I started recording myself in my bedroom engineering myself it was horrible (laughs) and um I just really started to like learn what I needed to do to do it professionally Mm. I know in the first episode I do remember talking about that about like quarantine because that was like we were still kind of fresh off the pandemic at that time and we were talking about like recapping what was happening during that time and now by the time this episode comes out we're going to be like four years removed from that whole time which is wild think about Uh, so a lot has (laughs) happened since then and I definitely want to get into some of that stuff but first of all I gotta ask since it is gonna be the top of the year you know what were you listening to in 2023 give me some of your favorite albums of the year songs of the year whatever you can give us if you have to give everything but just give us some of the stuff you were playing last year okay so albums electric dust I think that's what Leon Thomas album is Leon Thomas yeah yep Live live production, amazing. Um, Coco Jones, I love her. Babo, I was listening to Don't Get Too Cozy. That's like my number one, like for my Apple rap. Mm. Um, what else have I been listening to? I got into Renee rap. I like her a lot. Um, 
I really been like in my seventies and eighties bag though. Like mm-hmm. right now, my favorite artist is Dionne Warwick. Um, I have so many different artists. I like mm-hmm. it's hard. Uh, Daniel Caesar. I liked his album. Songs right now that would be my favorite. That's you by Lucky Day. Insane. A vocal class right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of my favorite like new artists are though. There's so many, especially in R and B. It feels like there has been so many in the last couple of years that have been out there. So. Yeah, I would have to look at a playlist. Hold yeah. on a second. <laughs> I I don't know if you heard the Terrace Martin Alex Isley project. That was one of my favorites of the year. Oh, I love Alex Isley. Yeah. How did I forget about her? They dropped That's an album in October. That was probably one of my favorite albums of the whole year, honestly. And then Aaron Ray dropped his uh, EP two Phases Three. That was great. Yes. So <laughs> that just showed up on my playlist. Yeah. Wait so long. His his production is so experimental. I love it. Yeah. Like, if I was to say, like, something that I want to try, like, it would be that. Like, to really get out of the box. Like, his music doesn't sound like anyone else's. It's amazing. And I think it's just, he's kind of like Leon Thomas. Like, he produces his own stuff, too, and works with other people and kind of, like, collabs yes. and does some different stuff. And his songwriting, too, is incredible. So, but a lot of great people. I think that Leon Thomas album, I feel like he spent, like, five years on that album. He kept talking about it for a long time, but because he's always kind of a behind the scenes artist, just doing his own thing, but working with other people. But a lot of great choices. Yeah, there. even like Smooth, like that production yeah. with him and Babyface, insane. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you said you were listening to a lot of different things, and uh, I want to get into your project that came out this year called Love on the Menu. Came out in September. Obviously, I know it's a super important album to you, and I could tell you put a lot into the visuals, into the promotion and all that. So tell us a little bit about the experience of doing that. Like, what did it mean to you to finally see it come out and come to fruition? So, you know what's crazy is when I think I told you, like, I was working on this long-term project, and I had started it, like, a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Love on the Menu was that project. I, I spent, like, two years on it, almost three. And... I think it's like my best body of work because it's so cohesive and it's so well-rounded and so much thought put into mm-hmm. it. Um, so I wanted to base it off of my favorite show, Insecure, and I wanted it to follow the main character, Issa and Lawrence's relationship. And I didn't really plan how the songs were going to depict the conversations. They just kind of fit perfectly. Like for everything I was talking about, there was a scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wound up just using one scene um, them in the restaurant and it's so crazy because it's love on the menu and they're literally in the restaurant having this conversation where it's like oh we broke up a few years ago now let's talk about the breakup because we're both in a different emotional intelligence space um, and it was just really about growth like just like really about growing individually and then possibly coming back together mm. that's what it's meant to be um, my main goals with love on the menu was to just really have a conceptual project. I was inspired by Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan, like to really tell a story and tie it together in my art. And honestly, Love on the Menu, like the phase isn't over. I have some surprises in 2024. I'm super excited about, um, I have like, I want to tie it to my photography. Mm -hmm. So that's coming next. Um, But it was just really me showing my development and just really pushing myself like I got to write with songwriters and I've never never had anybody else write for me yet Hmm. so Samir wrote two of the songs on there Justin he vocally produces but I feel like he also writes on there 
um in the sense of like vocal production you're kind of writing when you're telling somebody how to do an ad lib or where to play stuff so it's yeah i like found my tribe like yeah. i think i was looking for my team last time we talked and i finally like mm. found it like organically and it's just been amazing yeah because I think we were talking about that about on the first episode about how you got to find people that you can trust with your vision. You know what I mean? Because it's like you have the vision yourself, but not everybody could probably see it the way you would unless you like really sit down with them and have that discussion. So to be able to have that, I think is super great. And then to be able to see it come out in the final product is a huge thing too. So that's super great. And I know you said you've been going from Jersey to Philly Philly back to Jersey like were you doing that during the album too just going from these different places and recording yes. and working and how was that so it was so crazy so um I was going to uh, repercussions which is like my home studio in Philly and at a certain point I remember the first project that I did 1984 it was mastered by Evo he was my first engineer I worked with at repercussions the one piece of advice he gave me is when I'm creatively blocked to go to other places and create so I actually started going to a rehearsal space in New Jersey to just, like, rehearse by myself and figure out how I wanted to plan stuff. I started going to um, Executive House Studio in Philly. I got to work with a great engineer there. Started going to Dash Records in Jersey. I started hopping around a little bit because I, everywhere you go, you meet different people. They give you different perspectives. I just, like, if you're, you feel like you're stagnated in terms of learning, sometimes I feel like I need to, I need to learn something new. Mm. And sometimes you have to step outside of your comfort zone. And I think if you're always recording at one studio, you may not, you may be missing out on like connections and different things. Like every, I think every studio brings something different out of me. Yeah. And you never know who you're going to meet too. Cause there could be people you visit one time and there's a certain amount of people there and you come back like a couple of weeks later, there could be someone new there that you don't know. Yes. And now you have a new connection, probably a new collaborator, at least someone to sit in and hear what you're working on. So that's got to be super vital too. Um, and how, how is the photography going? Because I know you we talked about that in the first episode, how important that was to you. How's that been over the last couple of years as well? So one thing that um, was really hard for me while I was doing Love on the Menu is my photography business was like starting to like really boom. Mm -hmm. And you only have so many weekends in a month and I need to be at the studio. Mm -hmm. So I had to take off a year from photography, like in terms of accepting new clients. And um, it forced me to just like only to figure out my niche, like what do I want to shoot? Mm -hmm. And I was able to realize I love things that I can creatively direct. People trusting me with their visions. Like I can do the photography, do your graphic design, do your whole rollout. Um, and I got to work with, I'm working with my second artist now on that. But it was really hard not being able to like, invest in both yeah. like at the same time but i realized it was like kobe's quote from the mamba mentality where he talked about how like some people spread themselves in different areas and some people just master one and i don't think he means that you only have to master one for the rest of your life mm -hmm. you just have to know when you have to lock in like i had to lock in on vocal classes going to the studio writing um learning how to do more inflections, learning how to sing in my head voice more because I, I really, I mainly stick between like mixed and chest, lower mm -hmm. chest voice. So it was just like, that's like being in school itself. And I felt like I needed to take some time off, but I was able to shoot candid shots and that's been going really well. Yeah. Hey there, hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to take a quick minute out to let you know about a couple different ways that you can support 
the podcast. One of the ways is by clicking that support the podcast button within your streaming platform. That is if you want to be a monthly supporter of the show, you can contribute either 99 cents, $5, or $10 a month. So that's the first way, and that's the more traditional way that we've had now for the last couple years. The other method that we actually just recently introduced is from our good friends over at Coffee. Coffee is a virtual tip jar. We have set our limit to a minimum of $10, but you can go make one-time, one-off donations. So if you visit coffee.com backslash the Proven Knowledge Podcast, you'll be able to donate. And all these different forms of donation go towards getting new guests every single week, getting potential sponsors on board to do giveaways, and overall just making the show better for you guys. So if you want to do that coffee link, it's ko-fi.com backslash the Proven Knowledge Podcast. Otherwise, again, look for that support the podcast button in your streaming platform if you'd like to be a monthly supporter. And I just want to say thank you guys for your contributions. And without further ado, let's get back into the episode. And I think that's uh, it kind of goes back to like being able to put yourself first too through all that, because even when you have clients, it's like you, you want to keep these clients, you want to keep that whole thing going. But you know, I think for you, it was like that mission of completing the album, doing that whole project was so important. It was like you you kind of had to do it and figure it out and get through that. So, um, and, and did you do, because I, I assume you did the majority of the shots for like the album cover, cover and all the things you post on Instagram. Were you just doing those all yourself or did you have someone else come in and help out with those? So I finally learned how to delegate. <laughs> and I think okay. this is like super important. Like, even with when I say I didn't write the whole project and how I, like, I, I just really accepted a lot more feedback because I trusted the people around me. Mm-hmm. I found this amazing photographer on Instagram, Bianca, and she, I wound up messaging her because I wanted to work with a female photographer. I wanted, like, to work with as many people as possible. That was the goal. Mm-hmm. So I messaged her. We got to talking, and she immediately saw my vision. I wanted it to be like Issa talks to herself in the mirror a lot on Insecure, and it was so crazy. There just happened to be a mirror on the set of the shoot. Like talk about divine intervention, <laughs> and we the cover. It was so crazy because the cover that we were going for, we didn't even know it was going to be a mirror there, mm-hmm. and that wound up being a cover, like one of the last shots. But I wanted film. I wanted some film photos, and she shoots film and digital. So, um, yeah, she really understood the vision and it was like, it was amazing. Like down to the fact that like I was able to get my makeup done by her sister. Then she did the photos. Her family was there helping with the, the shoot the whole time. It was like the best like experience. Cause I feel like working with a female photographer, it's like super relaxing when you're a girl because like girls, we see stuff that sometimes men may not see. And I'm not saying this like in a sexist way, but like, it's just certain things that like we pay attention to, mm-hmm. like, oh, your hair is out of place or like, or just, you know, attention to detail in a different way. And I would say I work with guys and they do that too, but it Mm. was just, I think for this project, I wanted to feel like empowered and it's just nothing like planning something with a female and talking to another female. Yeah. I think when when people have to, when they have to delegate tasks, they kind of, it kind of stresses them out. You know what I mean? Because especially if you can do that job or you have the capabilities, you're like, let me just do it all myself. But then when you do it, it's like, okay, now I got to entrust this person. For you, that sounds like the best case scenario, though. Like, you had the best case scenario of yes. delegating a task ever. 
So <laughs> it definitely worked out, and I'm happy to hear that. Uh, and super, and I th- I love the way everything came out, like visually, like the videos, the photos, everything surrounding the album looks super great. So I gotta give you a compliment on that. So super awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I did the I did the videos myself. Actually, that was my first time doing that. I I brought a camera in the studio. I didn't want to, (laughs) but one of my engineers, Rose, he was like, you've got to start documenting your process. He was like, you're going to want to remember this. And I was like, I don't want to. And he's like, just try it. He's like, even if it's just like, you just bringing it in, you forget it's there. And I'm glad I did for Disclosure because I didn't know Disclosure was going to go on the album. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) we we didn't have that in in mind. It wasn't on the track list. Yeah. Did I see that you did, uh, I don't know if it was a podcast or something else. You had like, it was you and two others. Was it a podcast? What was that? Because I kept seeing the clips like pop up on my timeline for like a certain amount of time. I, did, I didn't know what it was, but how, how was that? What was that? Like, give us the details. So I'm intrigued. So um, I wanted everybody to feel a part of the um, listening. Hmm. And this is my first time like recording the listening. I've had one I had one for session 11 and it was really nerve wracking. So it was try- it was me trying to come out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So I invited my friend Kiana and then Samir who wrote and engineered and he sang on the project. And Justin was there doing the recording engineering for the, for the podcast. Um, it was supposed to just be like an album listening special where like we play it and um, I drop it all at once. But I actually have like a bunch of episodes. <laughs> I just haven't been dropping them because mm-hmm. it's just been very like busy but um it was the best experience like I felt like I could I got to say everything about my music that I wanted to Mm. and it was like just talking with friends it just felt so like natural but um yeah we decided to make a podcast for the album and it's been really amazing like when I go back and watch the clips I'm surprised at some of the stuff that I said and I think that's probably why I've been apprehensive about dropping it Mm. because I was so honest yeah do you think you'll do something like that again, like moving forward? Like, do you envision you continue doing different experiences like that surrounding the projects that you'll be doing in the future too? Was it, was it a good experience? It was a great experience. I actually talked to Kiana about making it like a regular thing because mm-hmm. we both have like impeccable music taste. And I'm like, what if we just like, me and her, we hang out, we just talk about music we love. I'm like, what if we just did this in front of a camera? Like, what would that be like? Yeah. I was going to say, you could do, you could make that even more about, like, just anything. Like, you could do that weekly show, monthly show, like, whatever you wanted uh, out of that. So, I'll have to, I'll have to be on the lookout, because whatever you got going on there, I, I, I enjoy it. So, congrats on that. Super awesome. And uh, I got to know as well, recently, you know, what have you been doing outside of music? Um, could be other hobbies, could be just anything to kind of free your mind recharge your creative battery like what what has been going on recently on the day-to-day and how's it been balancing music with life everything else you got going on too um so to answer the first question what have i been doing i've been trying to like find balance where i don't get burnt out Mm. if we're being like i'm gonna be totally honest about that Mm. Um, it's been like, I've been trying to find balance. So I've become like a a. 5am gym girl. (laughs) Like (laughs) I get up at 5am and I go to the gym because it's like the only thing that's been quieting my mind. Otherwise I'm like anxious because I actually took the longest break from music that I've ever taken. I wasn't in the studio from July to the end of October. And I'm still, I don't, I still don't feel like I'm back, Mm -hmm. honestly. I think I'm going to, like, spend the beginning of the year just focused on 
photography until I like have that like oh I need to be in the studio um and outside of music I've just been like really pouring into like my friendships and stuff and relationships and stuff because like those things get neglected so much when you're recording and people don't understand um I've had people say to me like you know like where have you been at I'm like I'm looking at the calendar I'm like I was in the studio around that time like every week so I'm trying to like find balance and I think I am finding it like I'll go to the studio on Sunday like every other week and if I have something to say I have something to say if I don't I just don't at the time I'll listen to something that inspires me mm-hmm. um I've been going to a lot of concerts that's my new favorite thing I'm just trying to find stuff that inspires me right now museums spending time with people hearing their stories having given me like ideas for songs mm-hmm. um yeah I'm just trying to like fall in love with music again like I want it to feel like it's not a job but it's something that I'm doing as like a way of healing myself and healing others Hmm. I think that'll be the catalyst to kind of the next phase of your journey too. like whatever comes next I think what you're living now will probably be inspired by that you know what I mean because when you do go live life and you seek those things it ends up being channeled back into the music. So I think it's the necessary steps to get there too. So, and definitely not forcing things too, because you can't, you can never force it. So you got to let it kind of do what it does. So um, that's super great to hear. Um, And for 2024, since we are about to be at the beginning of the year at this point, you know, what do you think your biggest goal for the year is going to be? You know, what are you, what are you setting out to do? What are you setting out to accomplish? My biggest goal of 2024, so there was a goal for the album. There was supposed to be a two-part component to it. And not in the sense of more songs, but a sense of I wanted to make it an experience. Um, my favorite, like my like one of my all-time favorite artists is Beyonce. And I really like how she like breathes life into her album for a length of like years. It's not just you hear it and then it's, forgotten Mm. so for 2024 my goal is to I can't really talk about it but (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to love on the menu they're going to sit with this project for a while and I'm not going to just keep giving out music and you know releasing music and I want everybody possible to hear it Mm. (laughs) so I'm planning some type of event for that and I am going to be doing more live shows but I want to be able to like control the environment so maybe I'll headline a show and have a show and have other artists open for me that's a goal um a three-state tour would be nice (laughs) (laughs) and I'm gonna just drop music when it feels ready Mm -hmm. like when I'm ready to drop it I'm actually looking for um I was looking for an executive producer for my next project and I just found one I'm doing a collaboration project right now with the producer because it was crazy I was looking for live instruments and I just kept talking about it kept talking about it and it was crazy how I got connected with the producer from the UK that um, he records using all live production so my ultimate goal I guess <laughs> I just figured it out while I'm talking to you is I want a live album. Hmm. I like, 
I love the way gospel makes me feel, and it's because it's live. Like, for the most part, most of the albums are live production, and it's live singing, and I want that. I want people to feel chills, like Cleo Soul's album. Like, Motown, like, you just go in there with the band, and you record it. As the uh, as a real human element to it, you know what I mean? Like it, it, yes. it. They take away all of the perfections and they add in the little imperfections that make it like really good. Um, and so I definitely agree with that. I think that'll be definitely an exciting journey for you to set out on. So definitely excited for that. Whenever it does come, even if it's not next year, it could be two years from now. We don't know yet, but that's definitely going to yes. be super cool. So. And do you have any final words of wisdom today for the listeners? Um, I would say one thing that I'm really learning right now in this moment is when to rest and when to pause. Because mm. I feel like for so long I was like, you know, you get on social media and you see like, oh, people are working, they're working and I'm not. I, like, once I took those few months to rest, I realized when you rest and you recharge, you come back even more creative. Mm -hmm. Like, the song that I just um, worked on called Lover that I may drop this year, next year, or never, um, it's so good because I came back from months of rest and I had something I wanted to say. I wanted to say that these niggas make me sick. So I said it and... (laughs) I really want creators to give themselves that grace to rest. Like you're not, you're not on a machine. You're not missing out on anything. Like take the time. If you need the time, take it. And then also the other journey I'm on is being patient with my artist development. Like I'm in vocal class going hard all the time, but I started like doing rehearsals by myself and just instead of trying to be perfect, I like, I make the mistakes in rehearsal Mm because that's where they're supposed to happen. I don't get, I don't start over. I keep going. I finish like I'm in front of a live audience. And I think like, that's important. Like just keep practicing your craft and like your time literally will come. Look at Victoria Monet. Like every time I see her on my timeline, I get so emotional because (laughs) I remember in 2020, I was talking to my mom about her and I was like, she's going to be the next Prince, Beyonce and everything just in one because she's being herself and she put the work in and she's only leveled up since that Jaguar performance after she had Hazel. So I think like the real testament is rest and just really perfecting your craft, but also giving yourself grace. Yeah. Being able to give yourself permission to just live every day how you want to. And everybody's on their own path. You know what I mean? Like you said, we're not in, we we can't compare ourselves to others ever because it'll only do us harm. But I definitely agree with that. And Janessa, I want to thank you again for, you know, coming back to be on part two. I, I enjoyed it and I'm excited to see, you know what you got coming in 2024 and everything you're working on and congrats once again on loving the menu and uh we'll have to do this again soon obviously we'll stay in touch so thank you so much yes thank you and thank you for this platform thanks everyone for listening today that was episode 186 we'll be back this time next week as always hit the support button on your podcast streaming platform if you'd like to send any funds and feel free to leave us that five star rating if you enjoyed today's episode so we'll see you then thanks everyone